This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. And I hope you're all tuned in to find out what's going on today. Welcome to another episode of the show about nothing. It's Saturday. We have been blessed with uh, two days of sun, which was uh, almost, you know, confusing. So much brightness <laughs> in the days, but also very uplifting. Really great. I, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling all right today. Uh, happy to be back behind the microphones with my dear co-moderators Fatima and Belen. Welcome, ladies. Thank Good you. Good evening, Hello. everyone. I'm myself a bit. Um, on the hungover side of life because I had a good party so I'm not complaining I, I uh, texted Belen earlier and said that I asked for a party so now I'm also happy <laughs> to pay the price of it and sometimes <laughs> that's just how it goes uh, but yeah, so that's uh, my my way of being today. Both Belen and I did the opposite and oh, accidentally yeah. slept through the whole evening yesterday. Yeah. We were both invited to parties, we both had plans and thought, let me just catch up on a few minutes of sleep so I can be a functional human. <laughs> Those yeah. dangerous few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Slept for three hours, missed the party. Fantastic, <laughs> awesome. Couldn't <laughs> sleep until 2 a.m. because I slept a long nap mm. by accident. Audio, audio commentary though, like you cannot see here, you only hear her, but she's looking slay because she got that little extra sleep in. Uh, and <laughs> I'm happy that one of my, you know, co-moderators is uh, having things under control today. If something should uh, slip out of my hands here. Um, well, 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 careful with the expectations. We, we have chosen a uh, an interesting, uh, quite like up to time modern topic uh, for today. And therefore, I also would like to uh, announce another sort of uh, member of our prep team. We will be talking about uh, artificial intelligence today. And uh, in order to, you know, make this thing an authentic experience. I have been collaborating with Chet uh, GPT in the prepping of this uh, show script. And uh, maybe I have to admit it's going to be like the premiere of like first time having used AI for prepping a show, but like it went super smoothly and uh, I might do it again. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. Like I'm going to give you a little um, overview of um, what this machine or what this artificial intelligence did for me when I asked to uh, write a show intro like to to kind of teaser the topic AI for us today so you know when you work with a chat bot then you have to give a prompt like an order for them to do something for you and I wrote write a show intro for the show about um for a show about uh, artificial intelligence that announces some interesting facts about the topic as a teaser. And then I got this. Welcome to the cutting edge of technology. Whoa. This is the AI radio hour where we explore the world of artificial intelligence and all the exciting ways it's shaping our future. Did you know that AI can now perform tasks such as di diagnosing medical conditions, self-driving cars and even creating art? Or that the global AR market is projected to reach $190 billion by 2025? Tune in as we bring you the latest developments in AI research, interviews with industry leaders and discussions <laughs> on the ethical implications of this rapidly advancing field. It is time to plug in and get ahead of the game. This is the AI Radio Hour. 
Oh my god. It feels like the expectations are very high from yeah. chatbot. <laughs> We're rolling with it. <laughs> I find chatbot And welcome back to the show about nothing. Today we're talking about AI. Remember that you are listening to K103, Gothenburg Student Radio. And I have just been a very rudely cut, but <laughs> by a beautiful song by Seinabase called Suzuki. It's her last single and she is awesome as usual. And what I wanted to say before I again got dramatically <laughs> cut without we've got it I'm any <laughs> any warning i'm just like in the middle of my sentence the okay. amount of Get disrespect to the point. <laughs> <laughs> um so what was i gonna say ah yes that i find this ai chatbot extremely self-aggrandizing like mm. it's really really in love with itself like the radio <laughs> like the song that we just heard finishes on like I'm happy. I love me. Like that's AI for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, it's a thing that we're gonna dive in a little bit more uh, today. Um, I ask. So, like, I want. Like, Belen has already touched upon it now. But like, we're gonna be talking about artificial intelligence in the show about nothing. And uh, I wanted to announce that uh, I would say we are all a little bit on the side of not knowing much about it. Like, not having maybe very like fact-based information before we prepared for the show so for me it was really sort of like exploring a, a quite random new thing and it's hard to know where to start and where to end um, but yeah like I said before as well we, we I um, asked the AI as well to help me then in the preparation so sometimes I would just you know say like oh what's the beginnings and then you get some information and it's hard to know like is that everything that is out there is this like the information I should trust now I think we can is the get AI a bit into like partial to its own existence yeah i ask it to criticize itself later as well yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was interesting what do you get there when you get something so yeah well we also took a little bit of help from our uh, our followers on social media and asked like what they uh, think about ai and how it's already a part of their life so we might get back to that a little bit as well mm-hmm. yes and if we have time i might t- scooch in a few movie Uh, AI-related oh, yeah. movie tips. <laughs> And good. if not, uh, welcome to our OnlyFans where we will be posting this information <laughs> yeah. for money. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I'll present without clothes on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to get... Um, it's good that we have... Uh, I don't know. We have all also talked a little bit to our friends and, like, uh, informants. We got uh, some voices and some, like things in our prep time that we can share today in the show and I'm happy if you can wing in some movies because as we know like as a frequent <laughs> listener that you know I'm not the movie type of person But we have the chat bar right here could you ask it to define alt- artificial intelligence mm-hmm. like so we could uh, because normally when we start a, sub- a subject off we are like what is it <laughs> right because uh, we're all dummies in this room and so I gave the, the whole world I gave the order Or I think it's called prompt, like writing yeah. a prompt. But the prompt is define artificial intelligence. Now I get it's writing. Oof, it's writing a lot. Artificial intelligence refers to the simulation of human intelligence in machines that are programmed to think and learn like humans. AI systems can be trained to perform tasks such as recognizing speech, understanding natural language, making decisions, and playing games. There are different types of AI, including rule-based systems, expert systems, and machine learning, which use algorithms and statistical models to enable machines to improve their performance over time. 
AI has the potential to transform many industries such as healthcare, finance and transportation. I find this is a very boring uh, elevator speech like I disconnected. <laughs> I I just thought you read so fast I like to I'd like to uh, cut mm? it down to sure. like actually see what what it's referring to. Um uh, like uh, you were saying natural language meaning then I mean my assumption is natural language being sp spoken like w words that we know of like does that mean like what's what's not that's natural not language that's a good question um i asked it now to like uh, summarize the definition we've just gotten it's working on it uh let me look back at it um i'm gonna see if i can mm -hmm. find a definition of natural languages I mean, without asking the chatbot, because you know. <laughs> it's like your switch of your brain, just like <laughs> go. What is natural language? But maybe we can go to maybe the natural language is like uh, sorry to like cut cut my yeah. Again. It's like it's a trend oh, now on the show. Oh oh oh, like not the computer language, maybe like you know, like I don't know. Yeah, like what we not like not the program language or something, but like language such as like but, Spanish or. But isn't that a Swedish? contrast? Because the definition I found yeah. says that a language that has developed naturally in use as contrasted with an artificial language or computer code. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. Because uh, code would be a language, is As a well, language yeah. in itself, but it's not natural in the yeah. sense that it doesn't develop like that. But this AI claims to know natural language? Well, it's, it's able to learn it. I think it said it can yeah. be trained to perform tasks such as recognizing speech, understanding natural language. Yeah. Ah, I okay. mean, by reading the prompt that we're feeding it, mm. it already understands natural language. Otherwise, mm. we would have to code. Oh, yeah, okay. More questions. Get it. Get it for okay. the, which is what you have, what you do when you use artificial intelligence that's mm. less developed or less appropriate from this for this kind of task that we're asking of it. But it's like T nine. Do you remember that function? Ah, yeah. Is that like artificial <laughs> intelligence? <laughs> we're dating ourselves now. I mean, there is an argument that artificial intelligence came with phones and smartphones mm. because for those kinds of machines to work you need artificial intelligence because you need a, a truckload of code yeah so i mean for me it's just all the algorithms that we're so used to now or like we're not used to it but like we're familiar with the concept for me algorithm equals magic mm. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, you know I just ask. I mean, you know, we're having our a little member the here. The fourth member. <laughs> can we give Can we give chatbot a name like Carl? Not Carl, but not Carl. Not Carl. Uh, but suggestions. Um, Vincent. Vincent. Vincent, Vincent says right, um, that uh, T nine is uh, not considered an artificial intelligence in the traditional sense. It's a simple rule based algorithm that matches the sequence of key presses in words. Blah blah blah. So, so it's uh, statistics, like because it it, it it basically assumes the next word based on how often it's followed Probably, by yeah. another one. I just have this feeling as in AI is just algorithms on algorithms or al on algorithms that kind of like gets more and more complex with each step. Mm. But I think that the single 
like the the bricks of AI would be something like T9. Mm. Like with this tool, then we can mix that one with another one, and then mm. we make a more complex I've, thing. So I just if for everyone who doesn't know what a T9 is, what T9 is, <laughs> if you were born back in the days <laughs> when we had button phones, you know, I know you still have the <laughs> you still have the numbers on the like the letters on the button, and if you wanted to write like a certain thing, you needed to press like one, two, three times to get to the third letter yeah. that was on the f- uh, on the button and some had four like the yeah. like U yeah. Z W yeah. something had like four even so yeah. a lot of so it was a lot of clicking and you got techniques to like not have to wait and stuff when yeah. you're like clicking one two three four and then anyway and, and then why, after why do you think when texting we uh, cut down words because there was a lot of clicking it took so yeah. long yeah. now this is a disclaimer for people it's really easy to write normally now like mm. a civilized <laughs> educated person to do right so, text so So please write properly when you text me. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't. Just I just remember that like you would sit in school with the phone under the under oh and just yeah. go like VGD in Swedish. Like what what are you doing VGD? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had so many shortcuts. Also, like it was expensive to send. You paid per message, yeah. and like yeah. one SMS mm-hmm. was like I don't know 132 like uh, symbols or something, and then you I needed to like you know fuse all the words together or like yeah. work with. Because otherwise, it became an MS. So hard in German. Yeah, it's hard. Very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's long as words. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I still have that reflex when I'm writing a text and it says second message. I'm like, oh no, they're gonna charge me more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not really sure it's if they do. <laughs> yeah. I have to, however, get us a little bit away from the T9. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Just so to conclude, T9 is then when you were able to start pressing the button once and it suggested uh, the word that you possibly would have wanted. Yeah. Sorry, it so started getting smarter, yeah, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but yeah, to get back to maybe like the beginnings, because now we already traveled a little bit back in time to T9 <laughs> inventions and so on. Um, for me, I had no idea when in what sort of like timeline AI was first occurring in like history. So it could have been, you know, I don't know, in, in like imagine 1500s. <laughs> but yeah. it was um, so the like the beginning of modern AI is traced. Um, Back to a uh, how how was it called? Um, Dartmouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's a, was it like it was a conference? It was a proposal for artificial intelligence, and it's a was a project that was written by researchers in uh, 1956 at uh, Dartmouth. College in Hanover, New Hampshire. I was so wait. Is that but what about the coding machine, the decoding machine that uh, what's his name when made for for the messages? And Enigma. No. Yeah, 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 that one. This one, okay. Uh, I don't know, but it's probably that, not artificial intelligence exactly. in that sense. It's I just really like thought a, it was. No, it's just the first computer. Not really, because it has to do with decoding natural language. So I don't think that would be artificial. It's just. Mm. Uh, See, as you know, I'm very, very stupid. There is no, no, you're not. This, this, like I'm <laughs> there, not. Like you said, uh, algorithm is magic. There yes. is uh, this uh, <laughs> test apparently because also like for me it's really hard. That's why I feel very sort of like uh, blurry between all of these definitions and mm. words because I don't feel so natural in this area. But like uh, there's a test which is called Turing test, and it's like mm. that's, that's the guy who did the yeah. Enigma. 
Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, true. Like that's why the name was also like, mm. like I know this name. You may have a point then, Fatima. Yeah. Okay. Should we ask Vincent? <laughs> Vincent. Vinny. Vinny. What should I ask him? Uh, him. Is Enigma the dad is, of? Mm-hmm. Look at the patriarchy. We gave it a, a male name because yeah. we associate this kind of intelligence with men. Ah. Sorry, my well, frustration with myself had to be expressed. We can, we can change it to Valentina or something. Okay, Enigma is not an artificial intelligence, but rather an encryption machine that was used extensively by the German military during World War II to yeah. protect their communication. But like, yeah, so it's a, it uses a complex system of rotating, that doesn't matter, but it's not uh, considered an AI because... Uh, Anyway, I mean, like, I think for it's making very AI possible, a lot of things are, like, Connected, intertwined. But yeah. then you're trying to you're trying to build something that seems like it could, you know, have its own sort of, uh, uh, you Soul know, like, thinking. mind and thinking. Yeah. And that's this Turing test. Like, the Turing test up to this day is, like, is developed by this guy. But then it's a way to assess whether a machine is intelligent or not. Okay, so so how would that test look? I have no idea. Well, you know who does? <laughs> Valentina does. But maybe we can ask her and uh, have a little uh, song break. All right, we do that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hi. We are still the show about nothing, talking about artificial intelligence today. Yeah, we got carried away. We got yeah. carried away. We almost missed uh, to get back to the mics because we had interesting discussions about politics and all sorts of things. We just um, can't stop. We can't stop yeah. being the most intelligent women you've ever <laughs> heard. <laughs> and on with the best butts on K103. Best intelligence is not mm. uh, oh opposite so best butts. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, one doesn't exclude the other. Mm. Fake it till you make it. We have uh, named the AI Vincent, then we have renamed it into Valentina. (laughs) Uh, And over the song break, we uh, were investigating what the Turing test... Looks uh, like. Looks like. Exactly. Like how it's done. And uh, here is the answer. The Turing test is a measure of a machine's ability to demonstrate intelligent behavior that is indistinguishable <laughs> from that of a human. It is a test proposed by Alan Turing in 1950 to determine if a machine can truly be considered as intelligent. And uh, and apparently the test involves three participants, a human evaluator, a human test subject and a machine test subject. And then uh, the evaluator, which is a human, is separated from the human and the machine test subjects. And they have to communicate uh, through a computer terminal. It's very like... (laughs) Like the the two... two, God, the two... The two humans. Why did that happen to me? The two two humans. Oh, my God. Yeah, anyway, they talk to each other via computer. It's like imagine an evaluator Mm. that has like a machine and a human and... This evaluator communicates with both of them and has uh, to figure out who's who the is human the human and who's the and machine. Who's and the goal know. of the artificial intelligence is to trick the evaluator, who is a human, to believe that the machine is also a human. Interesting. Mm. I want to partake in a test like that just for the fun. Yeah, it's kind of like there's like a you can mm, what's it called? You can like just write your email and they tell you about like mm. experiences that. Are 
that need mm. humans for the university. Some of them pay you. I actually do. I, for some reason, I've been doing a lot of nicotine tests <laughs> in this place out here in in Mandal. When I lived in Umeå, I did a, a an experiment that involved me getting drugged and getting in a in a. Um, How is this in a van. No. <laughs> <laughs> in the back of a van. And then I got raped. No. no. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Slightly too dark. No. It it was in like what's the magnetic resonance kind of machine. Yeah. And mm. then I had to it was like um some sort of morphine kind of drug. And then they were proving my my concentration levels on the drug to see like when it when it uh, kicked in and so on and mm. then they left me sleeping after that and then when I woke up they sent me home but I, I think I was still high you were high, high. <laughs> it was the best walk I've ever taken <laughs> in my life I mean that's a lot more fun than just trying to smoke plastic things to see the flavors of nic- of different <laughs> nicotine based <laughs> <laughs> products I more risk. Uh, I've like also done mm. like psycho- psychology ones but still not as fun as that sounds I think it's somehow interesting to imagine because it says here the test is considered as past if the evaluator person is unable to reliably distinguish the machine from the human. And it also says that um, uh, the test is not a definitive measure of intelligence and passing it doesn't mean that the machine truly has human-like intelligence, but it demonstrates that the machine can simulate human-like intelligence to some degree. Mm. And that based, that's based on like how you feed it because, I mean, yeah. it's like feeding on all the content Also of the, the bias of the other human. Yeah, true. On bias, actually, like... Uh, That's something I wanted to pick up a bit later, but I think we can like jump in it now because it fits very well. Um, I looked a bit into the dirty secret of AI mm-hmm. because they had like this scandal um, report, I think, revealed by Time, like a magazine. The magazine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's on the training of the chat GBT now, like looking at the specific AI uh, that we are like using because it's an open AI also now today in the show, uh, in order to train uh, the chatbot to be, you know, like displaying content that's sort of like mm, uh, fine-tuned in language, not containing violence and so on, you need to you need to have humans that are manually training and categorizing like the negative content that's not supposed to be displayed. All right. And they did that. Uh, to like give it morals? sort of to train it morals like uh, like the chat bot is based on the content of the internet and, and it's the good and the evil type of stuff in the internet yeah. we all know there's yeah. also like hate racism disturbing footage of things uh, torture whatsoever and this these negative things they're all called bias because that's what the uh, AI reproduces is feeding on all these internet things and you need like humans to like filter them out so they used a company in Kenya which is called Sama uh, and then people like poor workers there had to like train the machine learning what is appropriate and what is not and they did that by just sending 10,000 of like horrible things that were like very specific descriptions of violence abuse rape child pornography and everything and they had to you know manually label them in the computers and they got like two employers yeah and they got two dollars per hour for that and they're like reports now how traumatized these people are because they were exposed to these kind of things and the company is actually collaborating with um, uh, 
Meta, like Facebook and Instagram mm. uh, owners and Google and Microsoft and so on. And it's it's so horrible. Like I was reading this and like it's it's been uh, over the news and it, it's just it's so it's so bad. I know we need it, but it just feels like post-colonial structures, you know, like mm. the poor like third country oh so you wouldn't use prisoners for that because they might be like they might yeah. not be so you need someone who's actually morally good according to mm. societal mm. standards or whatever yeah i have something to yeah. say about this Please. too like um i think well i got told and i agree with it mm -hmm. <laughs> that it's very important that as we take a look at the results that we get from the inputs that we give an ai situation like this one mm. like Valentina that we're talking to here <laughs> we really need to develop critical thinking to analyze the content that we're being fed because the model training um, is information dependent therefore it's mm. really relying on who is feeding them mm. what kind of information in this case it was really traumatic but in other like lighter um, cases it's just Uh, there is a very um, high dominance of the white middle class cis hetero man in tech and mm -hmm. these are the people that are coming up with the algorithms and these are the people that are training not in this case uh, I was going to say thankfully but no because it was horrible I also heard there were like many women so it kind of reproduces the whole like black women as the last mm. the last mm. people in the in the chain I've been reading a lot of intersectionalism this week mm. so my mm. head is full of phrases oh, so bad but yeah we really need to uh, examine very critically what like the results that we get it's like you know how polaroids This is this I didn't know, but I'm gonna drop you. This is not artificial intelligence, but it kind of works as well to exemplify photos. what I mean. Yeah, from yeah. Polaroids. Mm. If you ever try to take a Polaroid of a brown person or a black person, mm -hmm. they don't show. Like Shit, they're what? in the background, you can't really see them. Because, because it's like made so the film doesn't detect their color or no, because it was only tried in white people. Oh my it's god! Like the reflection of so it, it kind of so it's bad. so bright that the, if in I got told this by a brown person, they like see I really don't like Polaroids because this is what happens. This is I'm crazy. not in them. Like it's I'm just in the background, and you can only see my teeth. So very, it's a very similar thing that's happening now with algorithms and and AI that they're being trained with a very specific bias, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. the privileged middle class person. Like yeah. not like also the the, the bias that mm -hmm. us middle class f white feminists have when yeah. it comes to that. Even when you like. Uh, like when you say, when you decide as the owner or like I don't know like the you know builder of this whole AI when you decide that now we need to train it so a certain bias is like filtered out and so on mm -hmm. uh, then it's like the decision of a limited amount of people or like small group of people that takes like certain things out but it's still like based on like decisions so like it's always going to be some things that are forgotten there it's like not it's impossible to take everything out that's negative so like mm. i think at least it's hard to imagine that this would be possible what i think is also crazy is that they 
uh, like Sama, this company that, that was used in Kenya, um, they claim that they are an ethical AI company and that they helped uh, thousands of people to escape poverty. But the question is, is it so worth it? Like, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much how much two dollars an hour is like worth. Um, but I wanted to. Know, I am supposed to get like a very low salary and I make like fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, no, but like, it depends. Like, like, I mean, maybe, in Morocco, like, a full time salary is four thousand. Yeah, but again, we are we are mm, imposing the views of a. Of uh, of the global north into yeah. the global south yeah, all yeah. the time. I mean, is, isn't it the dilemma of like like child labor? Like, is it better to like not have them work than them starving because they don't like? It's it's a difficult. Boy. I mean, anyway. Uh, so I wanted to Fatima. I think you want to like get strip out of this pool. <laughs> uh, I want to. It, yeah. I, it's just a discussion. Mm. I, I uh, anyway. I I wanted to get to something that I about AI. Mm-hmm. Um, like to what extent i'm not sure i can i can shape the sentence properly try but but like um to what extent is it possible f- to teach like to give the ai its own uh, capacity of uh, thinking and self analysis because like all of the movie based like movies are like you give a set rule mm-hmm. like the rule is Uh, like the dystopian or whatever the the robots robots AI take over mm-hmm. it's basically the intention in the beginning is really good you want the AI to help uh, the humans save the world for example mm. from pollution mm. and all that stuff mm. and then after a while the AI realizes that the biggest cause for destruction of the world is humans and it turns against humans like that's a quite it's a common plot mm. in movies I think it's even the plot of I mean you might get me but like Uh, the Marvel uh, Cap- uh, Avengers movie with the, uh, Iron, uh, what's his name? I had Iron it. Iron Man. No, not Iron Man. The uh, Captain America. No, no, no. It's it's the, the villain I'm looking for. Thanos. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Thanos also Thanos? like Thanos. Okay. Is, no, but it, the, the Age of Ultron. Ultron is the robot. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but Thanos is also like th- in the same way. He's like. I'm gonna kill off half the living mm. beings for the benefit of the ones who stay. Honestly, find, deserved. Mm. Like, what can you say? I find this uh, like I'm no expert at all, but like this uh, sort of next level step of AI not only being like functional, but becoming self-aware and you know independent, taking its own decision to turn against them. This is like uh, maybe something that like one day will be possible but it's something that i cannot like i cannot grasp yet like, like i cannot imagine the, it's, this it's i feel like that's the, that's the, the 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 reflection i have because the rule that you give it mm. is help us uh not destroy the planet mm. like make us not destroy the planet and then there then you need to like limit that sort of yeah limit that so that it doesn't hurt humans which was like one of the laws in irobot like <laughs> don't hurt humans yeah but i think I, one of the biggest um critics towards ai mm-hmm. and why one of the biggest arguments for it because some people say oh but if we have such intelligent ai then it's going to take away so many human jobs Yeah, but yeah. one of the main limitations of an AI is its lack of nuance. Yeah, like mm. it's a very black or white kind of thing because it's always like a mathematical kind of process. So it's always going to give you a definitive answer, and mm. there are many questions that you could ask an AI mm. that don't have an answer. Mm. 
So the AI will give you back as an answer what the person training it thought was the right answer. Mm. So when it comes to to more sociological or humanitarian problems, like how can we solve poverty? Like if it's a very neoliberal person training the AI, it's going to tell you, oh, we got to free the market. Mm. Like, yeah. it's uh, you know, yeah. so that this is also, it connects back to like the bias of how diverse is the people that are uh, teaming up to train mm. an AI, you know? It's back and forth. And that's why we need to be very, very careful mm. with the information that we get back. Like if, for example, when it was giving us a definition, mm. it was such a, such a, like, bland definition and it had no rhythm and it was flat and it was hard to follow. Yeah. I think that shows who who well, gave it the input, mm. like who let's, trained it. Let's get back to that because it's an interesting uh, point. But uh, let's take a breather before. What was what, what did we end on? I said like let's get back to this. I think it was about like uh, the the nuance the, how the you train the human model. values in AI. Yeah, and like who you train like how you train yeah. it and who does it and who defines it and like everything becomes you know very <laughs> very blurry. Um, Sorry, I'm yeah. reading I'm reading uh, some of the tweets uh, that uh, oh yeah our, my friend made. I think that's actually like a good to do a little detour in that now. Um, Before we go to the very specific example that Belen has um, brought mm. with her today, if that's I okay. I think I can, I can, I have a thread in my head All about right. how to bring these two together somehow. All right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you, 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 you go. If you trust me. Definitely. Yeah, because I think, I think maybe we're running before we can walk when we talk about the values of AI. I Definitely. think it's, it's, a, it's important to think about it. But maybe you mean as a society or us three in the room, just as a society, I would uh, say, yeah. mm -hmm. because we're already like because we've seen the movies and we're scared of being taken over by uh, robots somehow, which is a very common fear, I guess. Um, and we think that robots will be worse for humans because of their lack of values. But like what values values are different anyway. That's a very big question and that's really ahead of us in time, I think. And it may be more valid to to use AI to just help us in in certain tasks to like accelerate some tasks. And she or was to mentioning like, like medicine and, and yeah, like stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like there are some some processes that are at the moment quite slow and dreadful and they take a lot of time mm. and effort. Maybe if we like speed those things up we will get other more human and more um, creative solutions right? because the, the boring administrative tasks that you also have to do in order to achieve a certain level of creativity mm. are going to be off the table because there's going to be a bot that's going to like just fix it for you. So, And I think there are many, you can apply it definitely in medicine like when it comes to putting data together. Mm. Like for example, say that you have You can have two different syndromes that kind of reinforce one another. And as it is right now, if you have one in the psychiatry ward and another issue in the gynecology ward, then they could, like, I don't know, I think this could easily be done now. Mm. That you can, like, 
take the data that you got in the gynecologist uh, ward, mix it with the psychological ward and see where those two meet so that mm. you can have a more integrated mm. uh, treatment that considers both of them at the same time. Yeah. Because one of the biggest challenges of, of, of our age in which we are now is that producing data is easy, very easy, extremely yeah. easy. We Everything. have all the devices. Mm. Ha, but managing this data, organizing the data... It's time consuming. It's very time consuming, but how do you analyze it? How mm. do you give it a context, a mm. value? How do you uh, make it work for humanity itself? Mm. I I believe that is a quite a human yeah. uh, aspect of it all. Yeah. I think it's really right. like necessary to like continue research and develop sort of like an ethical approach of how to like manage all these data amounts and so on. But like that's just like the ongoing challenge we will be facing mm. over the mm -hmm. like passing of time. So. Quick question. Mm -hmm. um, imagine we create uh, um, like machines, AIs to do this work for us. Mm -hmm. Would it be um, a loss? It's a philosophical question. Is it? A, are we losing knowledge or acquiring new type of knowledge? I think we're acquiring new type of knowledge because yeah. some some. If we want to evolve as a human species. Mm. I guess some of the things that are like common knowledge should be left to machines. Like, why did we create machines to start with? Mm. It's for that. So that like, and then this, <laughs> I'm sorry that if I'm being like a broken record here, but it links back to the minimum, um, like the salary that you got just for being born. Mm. Like, If mm. less people work because we optimize the amount of work that needs to be done, mm. um, then somehow we leave more space to progress. Yeah. Because mm. we'll have um, rested minds that have time to come up with different solutions to different projects. It's like the biggest or thing to I took away from philosoph philosophy class from like, uh, what's the gymnasium? Sorry, but like, yeah. I just remember this that if you look through. Uh, society historically when you see development you also see comfort riches and mm. like because um, they had time to they, think yeah, about it exactly. they had time to get bored mm. and it's in boredom that you get creative because mm. I, I what we were talking about if we could live in this kind of world where everything is given to you you don't have to fight for anything mm. it's just like you have a wish you get it then you have so much more time to be bored therefore you can use your aptitudes, what you're good at, or the way you think, and apply mm. it and bring something new to the world. I've Interesting, example, you wouldn't go for needs, you could go for what you want instead. Exactly, mm. and then where where could we be mm. if if it's not only rich, privileged people it feels that like go for their own needs? Stretch in my brain, like it's uh, it's such a like optimistic, great way of thinking about it that it's almost feeling like an impossible stretch, mm -hmm. like, like a utopian. Thing. Yeah, like it's but like yeah, but like you would get much better things than, for example, uh, like a multi-billionaire person just wanting to go to Mars. Like mm -hmm. they shouldn't have all the comfort and all the time and all the resources because we could <laughs> because that's not helping society. In, in any way like yeah. oh I want to be in space uh, I have really a small dick and I want to <laughs> make it bigger <laughs> exactly mm. like take take the riches away from them and mm. let's, let's let's see how we do as a society if everyone with a thinking brain has the capacity the time and the comfort to like mm, reach whatever they want to reach yeah I don't know I was uh, wondering if uh, so how do you tie this to the Twitter thing 
Not the Twitter thing, but like the person that I talk to that knows a lot about AI. Oh, go for that then. <laughs> Because, uh, so I have a friend, it's a, it's a recent friend that I made. <laughs> And uh, he works a lot with AI because he's got he's got bachelor's in architecture and uh, he's interested in the whole discourse around AI mm -hmm. and how it affects design like design in itself like architecture building stuff and so on mm, like the the, the so this outcome is like, of having AI yes exactly okay. how does that help design and how does that affect design mm. like how can it help and affect and this is like a very specific application of AI mm. Instead of thinking about the values, let's leave the values to humans and mm. let's help AI to solve other things that are time consuming so that we can focus on what does this mean. Yeah. Um, so I was, yeah, I was basically asking him about these general questions that we were going through and he's the one that talked to me about nuance, like how AI lacks the nuance and lacks that uh, self-criticizing bit that we were discussing a little a few moments ago and he told me about yes this whole like it's mostly wi white middle class people training the AI mm -hmm. well that was mine actually that was my input <laughs> but it was uh, uh, inspired yeah. <laughs> it was inspired by what he told me and um, so and then I asked him about what he's working on at the moment because he's working on his thesis in Shalmash uh, it's an architecture master's So it's also like design and architecture. And the the name uh, of his thesis, uh, the working title is Speculative Heritage. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's trying to look at restoration and preservation approaches with the help of emerging technology as AI and l deep learning tools. And he wants to investigate how we as humans relate to heritage in in the shape of buildings like how do we relate to the buildings that we see day to day like mm -hmm. think of the big ben in london or i don't know different the, styles of architecture like gothic architecture yeah like or, just or. think about uh, like um very well documented very because the Eiffel tower like mm. how do we relate to it mm. and he is having one-on-one -on -one interviews with people and asking those people like how do you see this very historical building that's very important right. like the pantheon mm. as well like what do, when you see it what do you think the how White would you house yeah how do you describe it like what it's and then is putting all that data together via ai mm. and then with that he's making like 3d print objects like 3d prints of wow. those those buildings and comparing the amuse um, the 3d object that these people have created throughout their imagination their relationship right. and comparing it to the real thing Fun. and investigating like the gap between how mind and yeah, actual mind and actual and how we relate to so our heritage like this really cool it's insanely cool how I'm far so along is he like he just started he's very stressed okay <laughs> <laughs> i want to see the end product yeah, yeah like, definitely like too. but i think this is this is a very like like a super uh, abstract question that you could ask like how do how do we individually and collectively relate to the monuments that we got as heritage from mm. other civilizations, you know? Mm. And, like, this is a super philosophical and abstract question. And thanks 
to how AI and deep learning tools can like put together the data, reorganize it and help us visualize it. Mm. It's a question that we can answer. Yeah. So this is what I meant by taking the advantages that we get from AI and applying them to to, to service mm-hmm. instead of the, um, being scared of it because it's going to substitute us. Mm. You know? So the like the short summary of that is that question uh, if AI is a threat or a chance is easy because it's definitely a chance that you can use for interesting projects like this. It's like any substance can be poison mm-hmm. or it can be poison or it can be yeah awesome. Great. You know, and depends on both. your dose. <laughs> you're listening to Gothenburg Student Radio K103. And you're listening to the show about nothing. We are really close to the end because apparently this subject is is a one that uh, provokes a lot of thought. And <laughs> I mean, we could have expected that, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe we can get back to it at some point uh, in a more... Especially philosophical, because I feel like yeah. the tendency for us is like more philosophical yeah. than practical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain many of my problems. <laughs> But I, I love you for it, and I love discussing these things. So, um, I have a we. So, like, like I told you uh, briefly, we went. Uh, we also asked our listeners uh, to answer like two questions: Is uh, AI dangerous, and how is AI already a part of your life? Mm. And we got a few answers on how it's a part of your life. Like somebody said, Google. Um, Google like this, the the Siri yeah. and like you know Alexa <laughs> Alexa and all that stuff exactly but then one of my friends uh, Christopher who's also been on the show what did we talk about when he was on data 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 oh well yeah uh, he uh, I'm not gonna name the, I'm not gonna name the he he made an account where he only posted tweets uh, produced by uh, this AI. Uh, AI. Um, and like I just read this, uh, this is quite fun. He, it, it was written in Swedish, and I'm going to share it quickly. He commented uh, um, one that had posted, you, "You should almost suspect that wild animals don't like it in cages." And the AI answered, "Wild animals doesn't don't like it in cages. They need to move freely and explore the natural environment. Caught a, uh, like uh, closed in a cage, it can be stressful and traumatic for them. You need to respect their needs and let them live in their natural uh, habitat or natural environment." Dude, it's almost. But <laughs> <laughs> I almost felt like it was a joke. Like the AI was joking yeah. when I read this. <laughs> um, so thank you for sharing uh, sharing that one. Um, I um I, so basically if you don't have an opinion about a topic just put the question on the chat and yeah. it will give you an answer and yeah. then you can use it as it was yours mm. you can take it particularly there. if you're like a white middle class person because it will work right. better for <laughs> you it was very interesting <laughs> um but uh, have a great saturday evening everyone follow us on our social media show about nothing underscore k103 on instagram right yes, yes. Uh, also uh, facebook and if you want to partake in the future Uh, then uh, reach out re- reach out and also like we will try to ask questions so keep following and answering them so you Valentina can Valentina may come back as well yeah alright bye oh my god we're approaching 30 yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> useless <laughs> let's try this again thank god this isn't live You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.